hit sound. Yo, what up? This your boy, man, coming at you for the second time on this podcast this year. I want to take time out today to talk to the to the young athletes of America, the high school athletes, the the city league, the youth league athletes that have dreams and aspirations of being a collegiate athlete. Notice I didn't say a Division One athlete, just a collegiate athlete. I'm a high school football and basketball coach, and there's a common misconception that if I play great ball, I get to go to college. That is a very, very common misconception. A lot of kids don't understand the logistics of becoming a collegiate athlete. In order to be a collegiate athlete, and I I can give you a little bit of my background. I'm a three-time college football player. And when I say that, I mean I played for three different teams. Um, I've been on four different teams, but I actually played for three different teams. And it wasn't because of disciplinary reasons that I switched so many teams or anything like that. It was mainly because I was elevating. And so... When I was a high school kid, we didn't have that person to kind of come to us and tell us, hey, man, if you want to be D1, this is what you got to do. You got to put in X amount of work outside of football practice on your own. You got to have certain GPAs and grades and test scores if you want to do this. Some kids, and I, and I feel like, you know, we may been we may have been toward the end of that era of there have, you know, there being just pure great athletes in the school, um, in schools around the country where kids didn't really put in extra work like that, where they wouldn't go into these personal trainers and you know, getting their feet right and paying all this money to be this great player, they just were great players because they played outside every day as a kid. And that's what we were. We were that kid that as soon as we get off the bus, we going straight to the football field and we playing until it's time to go in the house. We going to play basketball on the court until it's time to go in the house. That was us growing up. Like, we, we hit in the streets as soon as we get off the bus. And over the summer, we playing all night long. We had a basketball court right next to my house, and we would play football. I'm telling you, like, when I got older, I would, you know, I adopted taking it over because when I was a kid, there were older kids or my cousins or whoever that would, we used to play football on the basketball court. And so when I got older, my prayer to God was always, God, let me make it. And I promise that I'll never stop playing with the kids in the neighborhood because this is what helped. I won't say save me because my parents were great, they great parents and they always been in the church. So I've never been that kid, even though we lived in the hood, I've never been that kid to be seduced or enticed to be on the street corners or anything like that. So that was never in my 
my foresight. That was never in my eyes. Um, I never, I never saw that as a path. Um, but many other other kids in my neighborhood did, and so I felt it was my obligation to carry on that legacy of getting kids out there on the court and playing football with them or playing basketball with them or whatever. And for a number of years, like we used to have it packed on the court on Sundays and sometimes throughout the week playing basketball. Like when I was growing up, my brother and my daddy and I, it, you know, the whole neighborhood would come and congregate around the court. And it's gotten back to that prominence now as far as basketball goes. But for a long time, that went away. Like when my brother and them got grown and, and stuff like that, people just stopped playing like that on the court. You know, they picked it up and took it across town. Um, but as far as in my neighborhood, nobody was playing basketball like that no more. So I took it upon myself to start playing football like we used to. And I saved X amount of kids off the street, I feel. And I made X amount of athletes out there on that court. Um, but there were there were summers where we probably wouldn't start playing until 11 or 12 o'clock at night and play until like 3 or 4 in the morning. There were times where we would start playing at 6 or 7 o'clock at night and wouldn't finish till 12 or 1 o'clock in the morning. Like, that stuff kept those kids from thinking about selling drugs or doing drugs or doing, you know, doing something they had no business, stealing or fighting or whatever, you know, because... They was under my watch. And even though a lot of parents um, never came to me and said, thank you, the one or two that have made it all worth it. You know, I never got paid a dime for doing that. It was something that I love to do. It, it You know, it kept me running around. Um, it, it kept me smiling and happy. And it kept me, it was always very, very competitive. You know, I don't care how young you was. Uh, once you got on, like, you going down. So we would always try to split it up and, you know, in the right way or whatever. But just having that, you know, um, going on, and I still do it to this day. Like, a lot of the kids that still grow up, and, and now that I coach, um, they want to play for you, you know, and, and they want to play with you. So a lot of the young kids that still come out there on the court, you know, being at my house is right next door. Um, every time they see me come home, I don't care if I done had a long day. Sometimes I still go out there with them and play around with them because that was my promise to God, you know. And uh, even though I hadn't made it big yet, I'm, I'm praying my podcast take off and I can make tons of money doing this because I love doing this. Um you know, I'm hoping to, even though they just rebuild my court, I want to take it a step further. I want to, I want to really, really build it up, you know, and I want to really build up my community. I want to get a community center. I want to get a gym put in my neighborhood. I want to do those things for my community, you know, and um, so I'm still praying that God blesses me to become that multimillionaire. You know, I was, we we had two from our area to make it to the NFL. Um, Mike Natil, Ricky Natil, you know, even though their careers weren't 
you know, that long or whatever, um, I always prayed to have that chance, you know, and I never got that opportunity. Um, part of me felt like I squandered that opportunity. So that's why I became a coach. So I can teach these kids, if you are good enough to make it, they will find you from anywhere. Common misconception is that, oh, I got to be at a bigger school. No, the bigger school you at, the less shine you're going to get because you're not that great to go and take a kid's place who's been there for the last three or so years, you know, in their feeder system, who they've been building up and training and getting ready for uh, the last three years. You know, and you're not that kid. Some kids have left us, you know, and, and went on to bigger schools and have been able to be plugged in and, you know, kind of make a name for themselves. But not many, not me, not many at all. Matter of fact, as far as I can think back, my son is probably the only one that has done it in the past. I don't know how long uh, he left. He left us and went to um, a seven A school. And was able to earn a starting job and become a phenom, pretty much in my eyes. Of course, he's my child. But, you know, because it was a passing type team, um, he didn't get the shine he should have got. He didn't get the carries he should have got. And it just, you know, he ended up at a Division two school, though. You know, out of all of that. Not having the senior year he thought he was going to have and all this. And, you know, he still ended up at a Division two school, which was a blessing. And um, he's doing he's doing fantastic. You know, he's they love him. You know, I think he's slated to be one of their premier backs next season. Um, so I'm happy for him, you know, I, I, and I know the the the. The things that this kid does is God-given, you know. And so I see the specialness in him, you know. But he's never been on a team where he's been the guy. You know, he, he's been the starter, but he wasn't the focal point. You know, he wasn't – that wasn't the offense they ran. But every time – I won't say every time, but most times when he touched the ball, he made things happen. He had 100-yard games. Pretty much every game that he, you know, that he played a full game. And uh, maybe one or two he didn't. But he was very, he was pretty close to getting a 1,000 yards his, his junior year. Um, but again, he had one or two games where he didn't start or where they didn't give him the ball as much. And even in games where he was balling, they gave it to him a handful of times and never went back to him. So that's another B for another day. Um, I'm here to talk to the young athletes who are aspiring college athletes, whether it be football, basketball, baseball, girls basketball. In today's society, you have to put in work. All right. I, I know this is the age of the geek. It's the age of instantaneous uh, millionaires. It's the age of instant but there's some things that are still you still have to put in work for to get a reward from 
And a lot of these kids are so wrapped up in, oh, if I just do this, I can get I can get a scholarship. No, you got to put in work. There are millions of high school athletes each year trying to get some type of athletic scholarship. And I know that, you know, these these are the facts that have been pounded in you since ninth grade. Uh, you got us counselor to tell you, you know, don't sell your cell phone trying to make it to the NFL. Don't sell your cell phone trying to make it to college off of sports. You know, academics is the way to go. And they're right. Academics is the way to go. But everybody's not a brainiac, you know, and it's it's hard for a lot of kids to um, stay focused about school. My my whole thing was sports. And so I made my focus came from the fact that I loved football and that I wanted to be, I was going to be a collegiate athlete. In order for me to keep playing, I had to get certain grades. So that's what I did. Um, That was my focus, and so that's what I strive to do. The other thing is, a lot of y'all think that you're better than what you are. We go through that at the small school that I'm at. A lot of these kids think, oh, I play, uh, and I'm talking more so about basketball. I play AAU basketball. Or I play, you know, uh, all-star baseball. Or I play this, that, and the other. You're playing in, in, in competitions to where you having to pay to play. Nobody's coming and saying, I'm going to pick you up. And I'm going to pay for you to play. And you're going to get all this attention from these recruits. Because that's the circuit we play in. A lot of times people don't understand because you play AAU. There are certain levels to AAU. If you're not playing on that top circuit, nobody's watching you play basketball. You, you got to pray that. You're so dominant that one of those top circuit coaches are watching you and they offer you a, a spot on their team. And now, you know, the grind really begins. A lot of these kids don't want to, you know, the weekend come, they feel like if I just show up to practice every day and I try to get better. No. One thing that me and my brother, my brother is the varsity basketball coach and I coach uh, on the head JV basketball coach. And so the one thing that we drill into these kids is you can't decide to get good once the season starts. I don't think they realize with football, we're working from January all the way to August. So if you haven't gotten better from January to August, when August get here, your growth is only going to be this much. Very, very little. It's not going to turn on because you want it to turn on. If you haven't been preparing, uh, prep, if you haven't been in preparation for the last umpteen months, and that's a country word for y'all that don't know umpteen. 
if you ain't been in preparation for the last umpteen months, it's not going to cut on because you think it's going to cut on. And that's a lot of misconception with a, with a lot of these kids who are aspiring college athletes. If you want to be great, you got to pick up a ball. You got to pick up, you know, you got to do some extra running. You got to do some extra drills on your own. At home. You know what I mean? So that's that's number one. Number two is you got to shut up. A lot of these kids today, because their parents allow them to talk back to them, their parents allow them to do what they want to do, um, and then they know their parents at the end of the day is going to have their back because somebody getting on to them, they feel it's okay to talk back to their coach. Or they try to bring in a philosophy that they done learned through AAU or some other coach from Little League or whatever. Because we used to do it like this, man. We we should do No. No. You're not the coach. If you want to coach, wait till you graduate, get your coaching certificate, and come back and try to find you your own team. Find your own philosophy. But until that day, you're going to shut up and you're going to listen to what I got to say. So a lot of these kids, they think they know more than what they actually know. A lot of the kids, they try to pit me and my brother against each other and, and not, I don't think they knowingly know that they do it, but they'll come to me and be like, JG, I'd rather play for you because you don't, I, I yell more than my brother yell, but I think, I think he does it in a way that really gets under their skin because he's telling them more of the truth than I am. I'm just yelling at the mistakes you make right now. My brother going to dig into your little history. So I think that's what gets them more. Now, I am a lot more relaxed than my brother in a sense. Um, But at the same time, basketball is his sport. Football is mine. A lot of the kids didn't, you know... Didn't care for me in the beginning of football because I was so picky about what I wanted. And I was so picky about, you know, little things and I'm yelling and cursing at them. You know, but once they start to play games and start to make plays in practice and start to make plays in games, they shut up. See, I'm going to coach you hard in practice and then I'm going to try to relax during the game because I expect you to go out and execute, you know. But if you don't have those kids that will just shut up and listen and put in the work and not gripe about every little thing. Oh, man, why are we doing this today? Oh, man, let's do this. Man, coach, man, man, can we do this? Man, let's do this instead. Then you're going to really have an issue. You, you're not going to make it in college. Even if you do happen to be a, a pretty good athlete that a college wants you to come play for them, you're not going to last very long. And then me as a coach, I haven't prepared you to succeed in college. It's not it's it's not a, it's not enough um, for us to help you get there if you can't stay there. College is a grind. It's a it's a every day every year grind. Because guess what? Next year they bringing in somebody else who's probably a little better than you was when you first came out. And if you haven't grown from your freshman year to now, 
And guess what? This kid is going to be pushing you for your job. And if you haven't been putting in no work, you're going to be still sitting on the bench. Some kids, I used to tell people, I think, you know, by the time kids get to be seniors, they, and I think they do, they start to identify, I'm not going to be a college athlete. I'm I'm not, I'm not that. Even if they're a pretty good high school player, some of them don't have aspirations anymore to be a college football player or a basketball player or, you know, an athlete in general. And they understand that I'm not going to make it at the next level, you know. And then when you get to college, you get the same thing. Some of them understand, I'm just happy to get this for education. I, I really don't care if I don't get on the field. I'm just happy to be a part and contribute in some kind of way. You know, so they don't try to make a run at the NFL, you know. Um, so young athletes, if you really want to be a Division One athlete, wake up every morning at 5 o'clock. Go running. Do drills. Work your craft. Work your weaknesses. Then get ready for school. Go to school. Do what you're supposed to do. If you got PE and weightlifting, do that. Don't say, oh, man, I done worked out this morning. Nope. You do it again. Because the more work you put in, the more you're going to reap the benefit. Your body can handle it. You're only 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. You're young. Your body can handle it. Now, I'm not telling you to overwork yourself, you know, because those morning drills should only be drills. So that's just running around. You ain't lifting nothing. Then if you're getting up at 5 o'clock, it should only take you 45 minutes to an hour. You can go back to sleep for another two hours, get up, get ready for school, go to school, eat healthy, put in some more work, and then put in that work after practice or after school with your team at practice. That's how you get to the Division One, And then maybe you do a little extra after practice, a little more running around, something different, though. And what you did this morning. And then it becomes a routine. When I had this talk with my 10-year-old stepson, who's now at Northwest Missouri State, he, he was an aspiring basketball player. And he was no good at basketball. Lord have mercy, he was no good at basketball. But when I had this talk with my 10-year-old son, he did exactly that. Every day. He got up. He did dribble drills every day. He shot shots on his basketball goal at his granny house every day before school. And then he did become one of the best players on his team throughout the years. Then he got to a point where he was a football player, which we had been trying to tell him all along. Now, he didn't put in as much work as he did, you know, because it came natural to him. And when stuff come natural to you, you, you do find it harder to put in work with certain things. But you have to continue to work your craft and find your weaknesses and get better at those weaknesses. So his one weakness was he wasn't slow to me on the field. I mean, he was a, he was a home run hitter. But his 40 time wasn't that great. So he joined the track team. Brought his 40 time down from like a 4.8 to a 
and ran a 4-4 at the Florida Combine. Never seen that again, though, but he at least ran it once. So there are always things you can do to get better. Always. So if, if, if this sounds like too much for you, then now you're identifying the fact that you're not a collegiate athlete. Because once you get there, now you got to do a little more. Because everybody's doing what you're doing now. Everybody who's trying to make it there is doing the things that I'm telling you to do right now. So maybe now you can identify, before you even start doing all this, that you're not ready to be a collegiate athlete. Some of y'all still got time. Some of y'all don't. Point being, you're not ready. Parents, help your child identify that. You know whether your child is good or not. And I'm not talking about good in your eyes. I'm talking about good in comparison to the teammates that he have or even the people that he's playing against. Look at the positions that your kid is playing against. And, and, and I'm guar I guarantee you, your child, I don't care what level he's on, is being sought after by somebody. And when I say level, I mean high school level. Like, And I, when I say level, I don't mean varsity or JV. I mean varsity, but classification-wise. Like, we coach at the smallest classification level in Florida, which is 1A. I think that's what it is. Now. It's back to 1A, I think. All right? I think 8A is the highest level. So I don't care, you know, somebody. We got a lot of kids who go D1 from Madison County, who's 1A. From Pahokee, who's 1A. Um, we have a couple every now and then. Union County may have a couple every now and then. Dixie County may have a couple every now and then. Um, somebody is going to have a Division One type athlete. Watch how that kid plays. Or a college athlete. Watch how those kids play compared to your kid. Do your kid possess these certain qualities that this kid has? Probably not. Probably not. So, work hard in and out of the classroom. Give yourself an edge. You got to be better in somebody at something. Be a student of the game because that is a plus for college recruiters. Get your test scores. Got to have them to be able to go anywhere. Be coachable and respectful. That will take you everywhere. Those are the keys to success. Those are the keys that will get you to the next level. When my coach came calling me after he left that small school, that small NAIA school, and he was at Florida State, I felt like it wasn't only because I was a talented football player, but it was because I was very respectful and I was very coachable. I knew that's why he called me. But on top of that, he saw the NFL potential in me because that's what sold me to go to Florida State. Before then, I was a Florida fan, and I wasn't nowhere near trying to go to Florida State. And I told him that to his face. I was like, Coach, you crazy. I'm not coming to Tallahassee. Not knowing at the time because, again, I didn't have that mentor in my corner to say, nigga, this is D1. 
you need to go. You know, my brother told me. And he graduated from Florida. We all Florida fans. I work for Florida fans in my family. So he graduated from Florida and he was like, You need to go. This is Division One football. Like, you need to go. I didn't realize all that at the time. And so, um, because of medical issues from my past and what I live with every day, they decided not to keep me after I got there and got settled in and all that. So I ended up at UCF. Still a Division One school. So that let me know that I really was good enough to play at, you know, a Division One college. Um, it's a grind. It was hard as hell. It is a grind. Smaller, smaller bracket of playing, especially at that time that I played. UCF was just really getting on the map. Um, the year that Kevin Smith had a great year and UCF himself had a great year, I went in that following spring. So right after that season was over, I went in. So it was a tremendous grind. And the grind never stops. You never stop grinding. You never stop grinding. So, if you're ready for the college level, man, I hope you are. For my aspiring NFL guys that's in college, get you a backup plan. Every kid should have a backup plan. I don't care if you high school, pop one or whatever. Have a backup plan. And make your, black, your backup plan your forefront plan. Strive to do that first. Let the NFL be your backup plan. And I know it's going to be a handful of y'all that actually make it and be successful in the NFL. But you still got to have that fallback. Because I'm telling you, man, it has taken me years, years to find a new passion. And I really can't tell you that I still found it. Podcast is probably it. I like, I love talking about whatever I want to talk about, and I love talking about sports. But I'm telling y'all, have you a backup plan, but make that backup plan your front-running plan. And let the NFL be your backup plan. There's a handful of us that really allow ourselves, as black men, that allow that to be the case. A lot of the white athletes who make it, that was their secondary plan. I promise you that. They either already got money so they can they can afford to not say, oh, I ain't really got nothing planned, like, but I'm straight either way. Or, you know, that their plan was to be something more, but they were just, they just so happened that they was good at football and they went with it and, they, and it's been sticking ever since. But you gotta have your backup plan, man. If you don't, if you don't, we can, I'm telling y'all, we get caught up and we get lost in this thing for a very long time. A very long time. So please have a backup plan, man. Because I want to see everybody make money. I'm finna start making money doing this because I love this. I'm passionate about it. You know. I, I, I make tons of podcasts and I cancel them because I don't feel like it's good enough.
you know, but now I'm letting y'all get all the real, all my mistakes, every background noise, all that. Because I want y'all to know that I'm real about mine. You know, I'm real about it. I ain't no fake or no phony. And everything that I say to y'all, man, I want y'all to hear it. And I want y'all to listen to it and understand it. Because it's coming from love, you know. So, I'm going to wrap this segment up, man. I enjoyed talking to y'all today. Um, this is one of my, you know, one of my more passionate topics because I want to see young people make it. I want to see the young black men make it. I want to see all my athletes make it because we are in a fraternity of our own. We're all brothers and sisters when it comes to, when it comes to playing ball. So I want to see all of us make it. I want to see all of us succeed. And I want to see us do it in a way that nobody can take it from us. I love y'all. I'll be back probably in a little while posting another podcast about something totally different. Um, but you're going to enjoy it just the same. All right. Y'all go download this app, Anchor. It is a great app. Um, it's, it's just awesome. This app is just awesome. It, it, it uh, puts all your stuff. It, it, it posts it. Posts your stuff everywhere all right so like it love it download it do it today don't delay get to it i love y'all i see y'all again or i hear from y'all again real soon keep posting my uh podcast get it out there y'all help me make this money and i'm gonna help y'all make some money too i love y'all peace